Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is my friend Alyssa Gagarin, the founder and owner of Meal Prep Chef, a weekly personal chef service in New York City. Alyssa's passion for nutrition and food ignited her entrepreneurial spirit to create Meal Prep Chef, where clients work with their own personal chef to prepare nutritious and customized meals. Alyssa believes that eating home-cooked meals made from real, whole, unprocessed foods is the simplest way anyone can improve their health and overall well-being. Equipped with her experience of being Nutritious Life certified and a former fitness professional, her mission is to help others make healthy home cooking part of their daily lives. In this episode, Alyssa walks us through how an hour or less of meal prepping might look for you and gives us some of her best meal prepping advice, including what not to do and ideas on what to prepare each week to keep things interesting and delicious. Alyssa brings such great energy and passion to everything she does, and meal prepping is no exception. Most of us need encouragement and motivation to meal prep, and Alyssa is just that person to motivate you and provide you with the inside scoop on how you can save time and money with less than an hour of meal prep per week. Meal prepping can be so daunting when in reality, it can be straightforward and easy. I know the weeks I meal prep or even just write out our dinner menu for the week, we make better food choices, save money, and brain power. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes half the battle is just deciding what to eat, especially after a long day. Alyssa, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. We were just saying, I think it's been like four or five years since we've actually seen each other in person um, at our Nutritious Life Masterclass. But thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait to dive into everything meal prep because I know everybody's eager to know. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so pumped to be here, um, especially to talk on this topic, because um, if you are familiar with me and my work, but even if you're not, you'll know after this conversation (laughs) that everything I do and everything that I align my work with is uh, stems from the belief that the easiest thing anybody can do to improve their health and therefore their happiness and their overall life is to cook for themselves. That's, uh, or to eat home cooked food and um, meal prepping is kind of like, uh, it's one of the most valuable tools you could incorporate into your life, uh, whether you do it for yourself or, uh, want to hire a company like mine, which we can talk about as well to do it for you. Um, but I'm really passionate about the topic and I'm really excited, um, to dive in and hopefully can help some of your listeners, um, come inspired to get in the kitchen and get their feet wet with a little meal prepping. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I couldn't agree more the weeks that my husband and I actually meal prep or even just write out the menu of what we're going to have that week is like night and day from when we just go for a free for all. But I would love Alyssa just to start with, we like love to start with everyone's story. So what's your story and how, you know, I know a little bit about it, but, um, our listeners don't, but how did you start meal prep chef and how did you get into cooking as well? Yeah. So, I've lived in New York City. I've sort of lost 
track at this point. I want to say maybe eight, maybe I'm going on nine years at this point. Um, and when I first moved here, I had a BFA in musical theater and I was pursuing a career as a performer. Um, and in order to support that lifestyle, um, a lot of performers do all sorts of odd and end jobs. I, however, uh, was very passionate about wellness, fitness, food, and really everything in the wellness space. And I knew that anything I did to support myself, I wanted to align with my passions. Um, so I, um, I'm also a certified personal trainer, although I'm a fitness professional in my past life. Uh, I've since moved on, but I, I became a trainer, a group fitness instructor. And one of the other things I started doing was meal prepping for clients. Um, and I had all these odd and end jobs I was doing on the side, but what really kind of grew and flourished very naturally was my meal prep service. And what I did was cook customized meal preps weekly, sometimes twice a week, even up to three times a week for my clients. I'd go to their home, um, make everything according to their allergies, dietary restrictions, fitness goals, health goals, um, and used really all of my nutrition knowledge uh, from Nutritious Life to support that and knowing exactly how to fuel my client's properly. Um, fast forward a few years of juggling all sorts of um, odd jobs here in New York City. That one really just continued to grow very organically to the point where I, you know, a few years later, it's almost like I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm a full-time chef now. <laughs> and when, so when people ask me how I got started or what gave me the idea or like why I decided to change career paths, it... I describe it not as an intentional decision that I made. It just, it, it chose me. I feel yeah. like instead of, I, I didn't choose it. It chose me. So, um, I had a full schedule full of clients. I had a demand from clients interested in the service. It's word of mouth was spreading. And I realized, oh, I'm really doing something um, that's not only successful and could be a really great business, but I'm changing people's lives. And that's really the most fulfilling part of the job, even to date, is hearing from our clients and how having healthy food that fits exactly their goals and what they're looking for already ready for them in their fridge and how that allows them to focus their time and their energy on other areas of their life and maintain sustained and energized and feeling good. Uh, so that's really the most rewarding part. So I'm maybe getting a little out of order here, but ultimately I, I decided, oh, I need to multiply myself because I can't possibly cook for all of the people. So I'll never, I'll never forget. It was Thanksgiving of 2017, I want to say. And I sat down with my family at the Thanksgiving table and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to start this business. I'm, I'm going to have a team of chefs and we're going to meal prep for people. And there were like some crickets going on. Like <laughs> people are going to pay you to do that. And I was like, yeah, that's the idea. Um, I had full support from my family though. And, um, I dove right in slowly in the first year, started building my team of chefs. Um, and we've been in business now over three years, meal prepping for busy New Yorkers. And I have a team of currently we're at about 16 chefs on the team. Um, the pandemic was a big obstacle to get through, but we're here now on the other side of it, uh, kind of right where we left off pre 
pre-pandemic. So really happy to report that the business has uh, survived that and recovered fully. Um, and that's just a snapshot of how I got started, but it was a long road. And, and these past three or so years of growing the business has been a huge learning experience, um, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. And are you guys also just in New York area? Yes. At the moment, yeah. we are just serving New York City, um, some areas of Long Island, as well as New Jersey. I'm just thinking about like, right, the New York lifestyle. I mean, who wouldn't want meal prep when, you know, I just think about all my friends that live in New York and I feel like their schedules are crazy. So I'm sure they're also appreciative of it too. Well, I even use the service every now and then for myself when it gets, when things get a little overwhelming. So I've been using meal prep chef for like the last two months consistently. And let me tell you, it's a game changer. Um, <laughs> it, it, it has, it changes my life. And now I'm like, that's how it feels to be my client. So it really puts me in the client's shoes when I get to experience it myself. And Hey, I love, I think it's genius. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. Well, let's, let's dive right into just what are your top meal prep tips? So for a lot of our listeners who maybe have meal prepped here and there, maybe never at all, um, where should they start? Should they be, you know, planning their grocery list, um, meal planning, where can they kind of save time here and there, but just what are your top tips in general? We can just dive into each. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I am sure a lot of people listening to this probably don't live in New York city or are not looking for a business like meal prep chef to hire and meal prep for you, but instead are looking for, okay, how can I do this myself? Um, and I really hope to kind of break it down in a way that's easily digestible and not so overwhelming because I think the stereotype of meal prep is you have to spend your Sunday all day cooking breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks for the whole week. And if you don't do it successfully, then like it's a fail. So I think the expectation of that is like really, really high. So let's just like lower the bar a little bit. And especially if you've never meal prepped before, just know that you don't, you don't need to do the whole shebang all at once. Um, and you're not a professional chef and there are professionals who do it that way, but you certainly don't have to. Um, so one of my, one of my top tips is actually, uh, aligns with that, which is that, Meal prepping looks different for everyone depending on your lifestyle. So uh, meal prepping sometimes, it might just be if to help you with an area in which you struggle. So if the mornings are the hardest part for you because you're getting your kids dressed and ready for school and packing their lunches and getting them out the door and you end up like not eating and, um, and skipping meals at breakfast, for example, is something you struggle with, maybe meal prepping is just, maybe you just meal prep breakfast for the week so that something's already there prepared in advance and like ready to go for you. And some examples of that could be as totally simple as making some, like a whole batch of overnight oats, which is essentially mixing some like rolled oats with almond milk, plus any fixins that you want, but really you just need two ingredients, but you could add fruit, you could add nuts, you could add chia seeds, hemp seeds. You could flavor it with some um, maple syrup or almond butter, or really the possibilities are endless, but you could make a big batch of that. And I kid you not 10 minutes once a week 
and put them in little jars in your fridge and have a breakfast prep for the whole week. And like that counts as meal prepping. So I just want to debunk the myth that like, if you don't have every single meal planned for every day, then like you failed at meal prepping because that is not true. Um, I think that's a great example of a meal prep that could probably benefit a lot of people out there. Um, another example of meal prepping um, because a lot of feedback I get is that people don't want to eat the same thing on repeat or it gets old after a while, or they really enjoy the food better when it's prepared fresh and it's not, hasn't been sitting in their fridge for a few days. And I totally get that. So for someone like that, I think meal prepping for that type of person could look like, okay, you've gone to the grocery store, but when you get home from the store before anything hits your fridge, peel, cut, dice, all of your vegetables, because how many of us go to the store and then like we eat the most convenient things, but then the vegetables get like wilty and old and sit in the bottom of the fridge and then you never use them. And then you throw them out eventually. Like um, the whole pepper, right? Alyssa, the whole yeah, pepper that you didn't cut up. It just totally, <laughs> totally. So I even think, even though it involves no actual cooking from start to finish, I think meal prep, a version of meal prep could look like chop and prep everything before it hits your fridge. As soon as you get home, like make that part of your grocery shopping routine. And then you are 10 times more likely to actually eat that vegetable that you just bought, or you're 10 times more likely to make a home cooked meal. If your onion is already diced for you, for example, it makes making a, a fresh dinner or lunch or whatever it is like go so much smoother and quicker, but you didn't necessarily have to spend hours and hours cooking a ton of food in advance. Um, so that, I think that's a really huge tip, um, that could be helpful because I, I do think meal prep can look like so many different things, not just what we like see in a pretty snapshot on Instagram of what it's supposed to look like. Oh, definitely. And I always try and tell clients too, because I'm with you, Alyssa, that it's like people hear meal prep and they're like, okay, what day do I have to lose during the week? Like what day is just going to be gone because that's going to be the meal prep. And I always tell them, like, I don't want you to spend more than an hour, usually actually not even more than 45 minutes, but I think there's ways to meal prep. And I'd love for you, um, to, you know, share your tidbits with it where you also don't have to be hands-on cooking like hello oven, right? Absolutely. Hello, quinoa, just cooking on the stove. Thank you know, you. like there's yes. so many ways where you can be multitasking. And then maybe that does free your hands up to write, like do a tuna fish salad for the week or something that you actually do need to um, prepare. But there's so many ways. And we, even with air fryers now, it's like, there's so many different ways to cook where you're not actually using your hands or your energy, like you could be doing something completely different. So can you 100%. talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, you're literally taking the tip right, right from me, which is multitasking is the secret sauce to a successful meal prep. Um, that's what's going to set you up for success because, and, and you, and it starts with the recipes you're choosing to make. Um, so if you chose a bunch of random things to make and they're all hands-on things on the stovetop, that wasn't, uh, th those weren't smart things. So you do have to think ahead, um, a little bit and plan for the equipment that you have available to you. So, 
I always have at least two sheet pans of something roasting in the oven while I have at least one or two pots of something going on the stove, something that doesn't need a lot of attention. Maybe it's a grain, maybe it's a chili or a stew, um, something that can just sit there and simmer and go. Um, and then maybe you do have an air fryer. Maybe you do have an instant pot. Um, I use my instant pot all the time. So then I usually have something else going in the instant pot. So between those three things that are cooking, then my hands are free to do chopping, to do salads, to do sauces or dressings or garnishes. Um, so with all of those things happening at the same time, that's what cuts back on your time. And that's what saves you time at the end of the day. Um, but it does start with making sure that what you're making doesn't overcrowd one of those items. That's when it gets stressful, whether it's like, oh no, I picked, I picked to make four things that all require the oven. Then you have to wait for one thing to finish to put in the next. That's what kind of drags it out. So I do recommend um, making things that require different cooking methods. And when I meal prep, I always make sure to have at least one thing that requires no cooking at all. Uh, whether that's a salad or assembling something or wraps, sandwiches, cold dishes. Um, usually it's nice to have something that doesn't require any, any cooking. But yeah, Alyssa, if you could just walk us through from like that meal planning piece of it all the way through the cook through, what are just the steps that someone would need to take and how do they know what to make and what components to have on there? That's a great question. And I hope my answer doesn't sound too complicated because I do put a lot of thought. There's a lot of thought that goes into it, but don't get overwhelmed by that. I think another helpful tip is that when you are thinking about where do I even start? What, what do I make? What, like, how do I choose a recipe? I strongly recommend if you've never meal prepped before, start with things that you already know how to make. I think that's a mistake that people make. They're like, I'm going to start meal prepping today and I'm picking one, two, three brand new recipes I've never made before um, because it's exciting and you want to try new things. But I do think starting with what you already know is going to be your best road to success here. And then once you're in a routine, maybe you've meal prepped a couple of times before, then you start sprinkling in some of the, the new recipes that you've been dying to try. Um, so I'm certainly not encouraging encouraging you to try, uh, to not try anything new. I think that's part of the fun, but if you're a true beginner, start with what you know to begin with and the simpler, the better. Um, so when I think about what I'm going to make, um, I do consider the nutrition and I do consider that there's a variety of nutrients and different sources of protein, carbs, and fats. So, um, depending on your knowledge and experience with, with that, I do think it's important to consider. You certainly don't want to overload one category and miss out on the others. So I do try to start with, I think a good base start meat starter meal prep is to pick like two proteins that are different. Uh, and that can also be a plant-based protein as well. It doesn't have to be an animal source of protein, but if you make two proteins and then like three or four vegetables, and a grain. Let's just say, I think that's a pretty good like starter outline. And I also recommend if you are, um, if you are just starting out meal prepping and you're not sure how everything's going to go together to cook 
flavors that will all mix and match well together. Um, so that's something else that I think of, because if you're going to store everything family style in your fridge, you want to pick things that you can put together in different combinations so that it feels fresh and exciting and new each time, but it's all still like compatible. So an example of that might be if I did like a Mexican Southwest inspired meal prep, then I would pick two proteins. So let's say I'm going to do like, um, a Mexican, like Chipotle style, like chicken diced chickens. Um, and I might season that with like some chili powder and garlic powder and cumin and, and those types of spices. So I kind of set my flavor profile and then maybe I'll do some like chili lime shrimp or something. And both of those can be done. The shrimp can go on a sheet pan in the oven, super simple. The chicken can be seared on the stove and those will be my proteins for the week. And then maybe I'll do some stir fry peppers and onions for one of my vegetables. Maybe one, I'll just get um, a bunch of romaine lettuce or spinach that can just remain raw in the fridge um, because that can be salads. It can be, uh, it can be wilted into the, to the dish. Um, there's just, I think always having a green, a leafy green is a great idea. Uh, then maybe I'll do some like jalapeno black beans. Maybe I'll do, uh, another vegetable, like let's just say a, a broccoli or a Brussels sprout, whatever it might be. Um, and then maybe some brown rice as a grain. I think if you are thinking in the terms of like, oh, I'm going to pick this one type of cuisine that everything kind of goes with one day, that might be a burrito bowl with the brown rice as a base. And then you can pick your protein and add your toppings. Another day you could wrap it all up in a tortilla in like a whole wheat tortilla, and it can be a burrito. Another day you could take that piece of romaine and make like a lettuce cup taco. And then another day, maybe it turned, you chop everything up and turn it into like a chopped taco salad. So I think those are ways to create variety and excitement, but it's also just a good place to start. If you, if you, if you're nervous about which recipes are going to go together or what to make, I think just picking one style of cuisine and kind of fitting everything under that umbrella makes a really good mix and match kind of formula. Yeah. And I love the idea too, of, I feel like I'm like the dressing queen. I have so many dressings in our fridge, but then it's great if you make something plain, you know, if you, you weren't able to decide on your flavor profile, you can kind of let your, your dressing decide or right. Or like your sauce or even just putting right, like a little bit of soy sauce or something on it. Um, but I love to Alyssa that you touched on some of the mistakes people can make, like, which actually it's funny. You said that about the recipes. Cause I, I find the same thing when people are deciding their meal prepping, they pick all these new recipes from all these different places. And then they're so overwhelmed and their ingredient list, (laughs) their shopping list is huge. So what are some other mistakes you see people make with meal prepping to avoid? Well, you just reminded me of one. Um, and this is, this is a mistake people make is that they don't work with what they already have first. So another thing that I do when I'm deciding what I'm going to make for the week is first I open my fridge, what needs to get used, what's in my freezer, what's in my pantry. And like, what can I add to this to supplement, to create something instead of 
every time starting from scratch and yes, buying every single little tiny ingredient. Like you don't need a ton of spices. If you have the basics, like work with what you have before you end up with like 50 spices in your cabinet that you're only going to use once, um, for example, or maybe you do have some canned chickpeas or, or maybe there's like canned artichokes that have been sitting there for forever and you've never had a reason to use it. Well, okay. How can you incorporate that into your meal prep? I do think using what you have is, is really smart. And a big reason why people meal prep for themselves is to save money. Um, like let's not forget that. Like it's a huge money saver because when you're cooking things in bulk, which is essentially all meal prepping really means, it means you're making a lot of it at once that you can eat multiple times more than once. And therefore your cost per serving goes, is so much lower than if you were to pick up a salad first or sandwich for lunch or order something for delivery or even make something one time, but a smaller portion of it. Like this is, you're getting more bang for your buck. So why not take that one step further, start with the ingredients you already have, and then your grocery costs are going to come in way, way, way lower. Cause I think, I think saving money is one of the top benefits of meal prepping along with saving money, saving time, um, and ultimately like saving your health and your well-being. I think, which is kind of what I started with, which is that cooking for yourself and eating home cooked food, you're in, you're in the driver's seat, you're in control of what you're fueling your body with and, and exactly what you're eating. And therefore, um, it's going to be a lot better for you than, than what you're getting from restaurants or in like prepared and packaged foods. Yeah. Because if you don't check your fridge and you find all these recipes you've never made, so you have to go buy ingredients that you probably don't have. If you end up having a large grocery bill from your meal prep day, you're probably not going to meal prep again. Right. So, <laughs> or if it takes you 15 hours because mm-hmm. you're making brand new things, you're going to be like, oh, I'm never doing that again. So like help yourself out a little, help yourself out by like starting with what you have cook things that you've already made before, um, that aren't going to be too overwhelming. Um, I think those are, those are really, um, really helpful places to start. Yeah. And I mean, decreasing food waste too. I mean, I know that's why we always check the fridge first too, is because it's like, if we don't cook it and it's going bad, we have to toss it and that doesn't make anyone feel good. And so you're also, there's just so many benefits to meal prepping. And one of them too, is I want to get into the time saving piece of it. So I, I obviously listen one, you know, any time saving tips you have, but I often have to remind people and remind myself that it's the time you save, let's say you spend right an hour on a Sunday meal prepping for the week. We'll think about all those times that you would have had to use up time to prepare that meal that week. Let's say even if they were 30 minute meals, right? So quick meals, that still adds up to way more than an hour. So let's talk a little bit about time-saving tips and time-saving in general. Yeah. Well, there's the there's the physical cooking time. That's that's one part of the time aspect. And how you save time there, we've kind of already touched on, which is multitask. Use every method of cooking you have available to you and that's how you're going to that's how you're going to save time physically cooking. But the other part of it, it's 
it's your lifetime and it's your, your mental time, because here's also how I break it down, which is when I, when I'm telling people the benefits of meal prepping, you're not just saving time cooking every single day by cooking at once, but you're also saving the time and the very valuable brain space that we spend every day, just thinking about what we're going to eat, right? It's like multiple times a day we have to eat and our brains are thinking about what do I want? What am I in the mood for? How am I going to get it? Am I going to make it? Oh, do I need to go to the store to get that? Or am I going to order it? Where am I going to order it from? Oh, do I have to take time to order? Do then I have to go pick it up? Like all of the the number of decisions we have to make to get food into our bodies every day is it's unbelievable, but we're, we're just used to it. it. It's, it's taking up time and it's taking up brain space. And it always has, it's just, it feels normal. But once you experience the magic of meal prepping for yourself, you, you are reducing the number of decisions that you have to make about what you're eating by tenfold. So maybe you're deciding once or twice a week, what you're going to eat for the week. And then guess what? You never have to think about it again because it's in your fridge and it's ready for you. And all of those minutes add up all the minutes you've thought about how you're going to get your food or what you're going to make and whatnot, um, can be spent on far more valuable things in your life. You might have more time to spend with your kids, or you might have a, a couple of minutes to relax because you're not going to have a million and one thing on your plate. So I like to talk about that piece too. It's like yeah. not just physical time, but it's, it, there's mental space and time being saved as well. No, a hundred percent. That's what, you know, we got in the habit of not so much meal prepping each week. Cause I actually found that like cooking at the end of the day, most days would like, was a good decompression. And right now I'm just cooking for two people. Um, and my husband cooks as well, but even just the meal planning piece of it. So like on a Saturday or Sunday, looking at the fridge, what do we have? What do we need to get? And then making, just planning out what dinners are going to be and lunches. Cause we found those were our two like harder times. Breakfast was easy. It was a game changer. We also, we saved so much money not eating out because the minute it was that brain space, right? Like if I could look at our, we had a little chart on our um, refrigerator. If I could look at it and be like, okay, cool. Tonight's uh, chicken artichoke. Perfect. I know what I'm making. I don't have to even think about it. But if there was nothing there, I didn't have the brain space to figure out what we're going to make. And then it was like, let's just do takeout, you know, because it's the easy thing. So the brain space, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the brain space piece of it, I, completely here. And that's where too, if, if meal prep seems overwhelming to people, even just start with meal planning exactly. and then go from there and see how it works for your family. And that's actually kind of where I want to transition to as well as if you're meal prepping for your whole family, are there any tips or things you notice, Alyssa, that if you're also meal prepping, like for your kids that people, um, should look out for or plan ahead for if they're, they're involving their kids as well? That's a good question. Um, at meal prep chef, I mean, we cook for a lot of families. We, I'd say a lot of our clients are young parents with young kids, like in that yeah. kind of age where they require a lot of your attention. Um, so, so we do a lot of kid 
friendly recipes. However, what usually ends up happening for our clients and why they end up hiring us is that we have parents who they're so concerned about their kids getting the proper nutrition. And then, so they're spending their time cooking for their kids (laughs) and then they end up eating like the leftover, like noodles with butter or whatever. Like they're not, they're not fueling themselves. Um, so I, and I understand it's hard because kids can be really picky. Um, but I do encourage people to align what their kids and what they are eating as much as you possibly can and start that as early as you possibly can. Easier said than done. I know it's easy for easy for me to say that it's not quite as easy to execute when you have little picky eaters sitting in front of you. Um, but I think there's a lot of like kid friendly food that you can do. Um, and that make great meal prep recipes that adults will also enjoy. And some of my favorite things are like sneaking shredded vegetables into sauces, into meatballs or meatloafs. Um, cause I, kids tend to like not want to eat their vegetables or pick it out. And then if there's not vegetables in it and it's not healthy, well, then the parents are, they want their vegetables. So I always find a happy medium is like, I put shredded zucchini into bolognese sauce, into meatballs, into muffins, into, you could put it in just about anything and it almost like melts away. And there's a whole extra serving of vegetables for you and for your kids. Um, And I do the same thing with carrots. Um, What are some other vegetables that I kind of tuck away. I mean, the cauliflower rice trend is actually pretty helpful because if you do use that cauliflower rice, you can also blend those into cauliflower into sneak it into sauces and things. And it doesn't even change the color. Your kids will hardly detect it. Um, so I do think, um, as far as like getting more vegetables in, uh, that's, that's one thing for, for parents and kids. Another is that, I think meal prepping smoothies is a great idea. Um, Kids love smoothies, but you may also enjoy a smoothie, especially um, if you are in a rush. And how I meal prep smoothies um, for myself and for our clients at Meal Prep Shop is we... um, do we cut all of the fruits and vegetables and ingredients, and then we put them into individual freezer bags and we'll do maybe like, I don't know, 20 of them at once. And so they're just already packed away in your freezer. They're already individually portioned. So when you want it like that, all you do, you put it in your blender, you pour your liquid of choice in and you press a button. Um, and, and it takes maybe, I want to say 15 minutes of prep time to like, you know, cut your strawberries and put your spinach in there and you can make different combinations of whatever smoothie ingredients you like. Um, but I think it's a huge time saver and I find that it's really compatible for both kids and adults. And then that way too, it's fresh, right? Cause sometimes yeah. the smoothie that's sitting in there day two, day three, not so I actually think we have a day three or in our fridge right now. Um, and it's not looking too good, but no, there's something to be said about like, and there's evidence behind it, you know, just even exposing kids to the foods you're eating, even if they don't like it right then and there, just that exposure, they're more likely to try it and hopefully like it. And also just finding different ways. Like let's, if you're preparing grilled chicken for one of your clients, finding different ways, you cut it up into strips and you give them a dip and guess what? Your kid may eat it. You know, so there's, there's ways to, of just once you've actually prepared something, how to present it to them, um, that I find can be helpful for people too. So we did, 
yeah, just like, I mean, they love, they love a dip, right? They love to dip. So, I mean, who doesn't actually adults as well. (laughs) Um, we did get some questions from our audience and we'll just go through, um, a few, but one of them was how do you keep ingredients fresh for several days if they're pre-cut? That's a hard one to work around. Um, and I, I'm totally fine with shortcuts. Like for the record, if buying something that's pre-cut means that you will use it and cook with it and eat it, then do it, then, then just do it, uh, period. Um, but if you, if you have the time to take a few minutes to cut it, everything is Every, the flavor is going to be fresher. Uh, it's, it's just going to taste better. It's going to, everything about it is going to be a little bit better if you do it fresh. Um, so I won't hide that. That's very, very true that the freshness is a factor. Um, but as far as keeping freshness, the only, I mean, the thing, only thing I can think of Alyssa is like, if you buy pre-cut carrots and celery and things like that, sticking it in a jar of some water, like filling up your jar with a little bit of water and sticking, you know, your celery carrots, um, your firmer vegetables, I should say, I know that can keep them alive longer. Same with like your herbs. Um, but it is tough when you buy pre-cut things, they're kind of on their way out. You have to consider the fact that when way, when were they cut, how long have they been sitting on the grocery store yeah. shelf, and then they make it to your fridge, and then how many days have they been in your fridge until you use them? That, I mean... I don't want to scare people, but that could look like a pretty long, that's a long time. It could be five days since it was cut for all you know. Yeah. I mean, I think the better option there is buying pre-cut frozen vegetables. So like pepper, I mean, we always have pepper, frozen pepper strips in our freezer or frozen mushrooms, right. That are ready pre-cut because one, they're not going to go bad in your freezer. They're also so easy to make. You just pop them on the pan. (laughs) I think frozen um, and the freshness is great too. Yeah, I love. Oh, I love frozen vegetables. I'm a huge frozen vegetable girl. So underrated, like so underrated. Like I don't know why frozen veggies ever get a bad rep. They shouldn't. And yeah, I would say instead of buying the like in the fresh produce section of our pre-chopped veggies, definitely go for freezer. Also, freezer vegetables they're usually like picked at right at their prime season, and then they're flash frozen, and then they yep. they're preserved. Um, so the the flavor they keep their might nutrition even- better. Exactly. They really, really do. So, um, frozen. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Okay. So we'll do one, one more question. Um, I know you already gave us some Melissa, but they would love some example weekly suggestions since they are running out of meal ideas. And I know you have some great recipes. Oh, I've got a million recipes. First of all, go to YouTube and type in Alyssa Gagarin and you'll see some of my favorite healthy recipes. Um, And once you've watched all of those, maybe I'll have some new videos out. I'm hoping to get to some more um, this summer, later this year. But anywho, um, definitely check out those. The the recipes on my YouTube channel, we cook for clients all the time. Um, And everything, everything we make is like rooted in real whole foods, nothing processed, like everything pure, as many vegetables vegetables in there as possible. So, um, the nutrition is definitely a a 
forward focus for us at Meal Prep Chef. Um, so check out some ideas there. Um, but I, I really do think if you're, if you haven't tried what I mentioned earlier about like picking one type of cuisine and kind of rolling with it, I think it's fun. Cause yeah. if you do have families or a partner, it's like, Oh, it, it could become a weekly thing. Like what's going to be our theme this week. And you can choose it together and brainstorm and come up with things. I think it's fun. Um, so I know I already gave an example of like a Mexican Southwest one, but I think it translates to any type of cuisine. Um, so if I were going to do the same thing for like a Mediterranean or Greek style meal prep, again, I'd pick like two proteins. I'd probably do like uh, zucchini, turkey, meatball, adding zucchini, by the way, to the meatballs. I've mentioned that a few times, but not only does it give you an extra serving of vegetables, but zucchini is so high in water content that if you have a, um, specifically ground poultry, that's like usually very lean. Like you'll see a lot of those really lean, like 95, 99% fat-free ground Turkey or ground chicken. Um, it usually dries out really easily. So when zucchini, which is really high in water content and you shred it, and squeeze the water out, but then mix it in, it puts the moisture back into what would normally dry out. So it's also like functional and keeps your meatballs juicy. That's a side note, but I would probably do like some, I'd put some dill in there, like some dill and garlic and onions, kind of like a Greek style zucchini, turkey, meatball. That's a great idea. Great meal prep recipe and freezer friendly. So if you don't eat it all at once, meatballs are always great for the freezer. Um, and then I would pick something, um, and another protein. And since I already used chicken and shrimp as an example, maybe I would do like a spiced za'atar baked chickpeas. I mentioned that mm. the, it doesn't need to be an animal protein. And that's so easy here. I'll tell you how to make it. Take, take a can of chickpeas. You don't have to make them from scratch. Take so, or a couple of cans, make a lot in bulk, drain and rinse them, toss them with some olive oil and some salt. And then you could really season it however you wish. But if you have like a nice za'atar seasoning, you could even stir in a little bit of like Dijon mustard to give it a little mm. zing, squeeze some lemon on there, put some lemon zest. Um, and if you don't have za'atar spices, you could use um, like oregano, thyme, sesame seeds, um, all dried spices work great. And then just lay it out on your sheet pan, stick it in the oven, give them a shake every like five minutes until they're crispy after about like 15 minutes in the oven beautiful. Easy. And at what, what temp, Alyssa, for that? I would do like 400 for that. I'd do nice and hot. Yeah. Nice and crispy. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so I would do two proteins like that. And then I would pick again, a variety of vegetables. I'd always have like a leafy green. So maybe we'll pick kale for this one. Maybe we'd pick some kale and I would like, I like to pre-massage my kale when I meal prep, um, because kale is a tough ingredient. Like it can, it can stand a few days in the fridge after being massaged. And I, I will eat it if it's been pre-cut and pre-massaged versus if I have a bunch of kale that hasn't been touched and it's sitting in the drawer, uh, it will sit there for a long time before I eventually get to it. And then it's wilty and sad. So again, I, I chop and massage my kale with some lemon juice, like right off the bat. So I heat that in the fridge. Um, and then I'll usually do a simple roast of, of uh, whether it's cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, beets, broccoli, um, take a pick, just a sheet pan, sheet pan veggie. And then I'll do like a quinoa salad maybe, um, and put some, 
season it with like some shallots, cook it in broth. If you're, if you think quinoa and grains are boring, use vegetable broth or chicken broth. And like that will help incorporate some flavor. Don't forget to salt your food too. Like putting some salt while you're cooking the quinoa. Don't just salt your food at the very end of cooking. Cause when you do that, you're just coating the exterior of your food with, with the salty flavor. You want to cook with salt from the very first step of cooking so that the salt integrates inside of your food and brings out the flavor. So I know I have lots of, no, that's, that's such a great tip. That's whenever we cook quinoa or grains, we always do a veggie broth or a chicken broth and it adds so much flavor. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Um, so, so I would do, I think a meal prep like that sounds pretty great. And then I would just mix delicious for like different, like you could do different, like grain bowls, Buddha bowls, different combinations of proteins and veggies over the quinoa. Um, and then you, to your point, like a, I would do with this because sauces are fun. Dips are fun. I do like a Greek yogurt tzatziki, um, with some like garlic, lemon, dill, cucumber, bam. You can love it. And I'm going to, I'm going to plug. Oh yeah. You can do that quick. And that sounds like such a great summer meal prep week. I'm going to plug too, guys. Alyssa has these really good salmon miso burgers. That's That's one. Yeah. That's so delicious. And something you, I mean, you're not going to find that at the store, right? Oh no, no, no. Like, (laughs) okay. So good. Yes. Um, it's actually become like kind of a signature dish at meal prep chef. It's like every client, kids, everybody loves these miso salmon burgers. So if you like salmon, miso is a great ingredient to keep in your fridge too. Um, I know it sounds a little intimidating. It might sound a little chefy, um, but really it's, uh, it's, it's fermented soy. It'll, it's really good for you. It's because it's got great probiotics in it. It's good for your gut and it'll stay, it'll keep in your fridge for a very, very, very long time. So even if you just use a little scoop of it, like you can always add extra flavor and it, and it will, it won't really go bad very easily. So, um, I kind of always have miso in my fridge, um, and a little yeah. goes a long way, but it, it rounds out a nice umami flavor. So if you've never cooked with miso before, highly recommend, um, the miso salmon burger recipe is not only excellent to make with fresh salmon, like just like the raw salmon from scratch, or if you made a bunch of salmon and have it left over or had some salmon in your freezer. It's also a great recipe for using repurposing some leftover salmon. If you want to turn it into something else the next day. Love it. Um, okay. I know we are getting short on time. Um, so we do like Alyssa to end every podcast with a little rapid fire Q and a to get to know you better. So first thing that comes to mind with any of these, just spit it out. So our first question is what is your favorite de-stressing, um, practice or support tool? Being outside is big. Um, and I, I even picked up a, a little small hobby that I haven't been, I haven't done as much of in the last year, but, um, it, it goes along with being outside, but I really like surfing for fun. Um, and I would, I go out to Rockaway beach in the city. And if I like need like a de-stress moment, like the best thing about being in the water on a surfboard is see my mind runs at a mile a minute and it goes so quickly that I almost can't remember the thought that I had two minutes ago because I'm already on to the next thing. Like that, that's how my brain 
uh, works. So when you're out in the, in, on a surfboard in the ocean, you cannot think about anything other than being there because there's always another wave coming. And if you're not paying attention, you, you will go, you'll go down. <laughs> so, um, I, it's the most in the moment thing I've ever found for myself where I have to be fully present. And I am without fail. I, I realize after going out there for an hour, Oh, I, I didn't think about how stressful work was, or I didn't think about, oh, like how I have to fix this issue or my laundry list of to-dos. Um, I just, I'm just present and with nature. But if I can't get out to, if I can't get out to do that, um, I do think just like even just sitting on my balcony and getting some sunshine and like de-stressing ideally. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, that, I mean, it. it just shows you how much being present really helps us. Um, okay. Are you team coffee or team tea? I don't drink coffee. I've never had a cup of coffee in my life. Um, but I also, I don't think you need it, Alyssa. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> I've, I've never had it. I mean, I've tasted coffee. I'm not really a fan. That's the only reason I don't drink yeah. it. Um, but I don't really drink tea either. So I'm going to have to go with. Yeah. What's your beverage of seltzer. choice? Seltzer. Love it. Love it. Um, okay. This is a great one to ask you. What is your favorite home cooked meal? And it doesn't have to be something you make. It could be something a family member makes, but just favorite home cooked meal in general. Now that's going to be my tough one here. <laughs> hmm. Favorite home cooked meal. That's hard, but I just have to go with what I've most recently had. And actually I've been using meal prep chef. So my chef made this for me and she made this, um, really delicious date chicken where like the, the, it's like a sweet chicken that's cooked in like a sauce that she makes with dates. And we request it like almost every single week because it's like cozy and comforting and like, uh, and, and it's sweet, but like, I know it's coming from like this real whole food and it's delicious. And we usually have that with like some, some cauliflower, some zatar with some zatar. And it's just like, it's lovely that at the moment, that's like my favorite. Yeah. That sounds so good. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for coming on. And you know, if you can just share with people, where can they find you? Where can they find meal prep chef? If they're also interested, um, you know, in not meal prepping for themselves, but having you meal prep for them. Uh, um, totally. Yeah. We're just, where can they connect with you? So I'm on Instagram at Alyssa Gagarin. It's just my name. Um, you can also, if you're looking for meal prep inspiration or want to follow along with what we're doing at Meal Prep Chef, that's also on Instagram at meal.prep.chef. Um, or on our website is mealprepchef.com. Um, so pretty straightforward. I also invite like anyone here listening today. I really hope you feel welcome to use me as a resource. Um, that's why I'm here is like, I want to, I want to help. And I'm really excited to be welcomed into this community. So if you do have specific questions, want some recipe ideas or, uh, meal prep inspiration or have questions, anything like that, do I, I invite you to contact me at any time. My email is Alyssa at mealprepchef.com. So I answer everybody who emails me. Don't hesitate to reach out if I can be of service to you. Oh, that's great, Lissa. And yeah, definitely follow Alyssa on Instagram. I mean, you probably could tell from this episode, she has so much personality and it's just, 
you always make me smile, Alyssa, whenever I watch Aww. your stories or your posts. So um, definitely just a ray of sunshine to follow. But thank you again. And then hopefully we will see each other in person sometime soon. I hope so. Thank you, Kate. This was so fun. I could go on. I was like, oh, we could do hours of meal. Prep oh, talking. I know. So, so when you're ready for a part two, you know where to find me. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm probably going to take you up on that. So Perfect. we'll have Alyssa back for a part two, all about meal prepping. All right. Thank you. This week, I want you to pick out the meal you have the most trouble with and meal prep one to three things to help get you through. That could be just two proteins or a protein and a starch, or even better, maybe prepping a protein starch and a veggie. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can watch every episode of the podcast on our Naturally Well YouTube channel. If you want to know more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories, providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com. And we hope to answer your question on air. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode and leave a rating and review on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time.